Welcome to the Daily Flow. Josh Seiden and Jeff Godov co-created Lean UX a number of years ago and wrote a book by that name. And it's a really interesting piece of work. And I'm kind of relieved that it exists because I played around with the Lean Startup a number of years ago. In my book, there's a fatal flaw in the Lean Startup. It's a really nice idea. You run some, you have some hypotheses, you run some experiments, you try to validate if you're on the right track, you discover if you're on the wrong track, pivot and so on and so forth. I asked people who use the Lean Startup, when they validated their assumptions, did they turn on the quality switch? And by and large, the answer was no, the head would sink and people would admit that whatever they were playing with while they were prototyping was ending up in production. And that was the product, actually. And that really put me off the Lean Startup for quite a while. And I was really encouraged when I discovered Lean UX, and in particular, the approach with the Lean UX canvas. Now, just to give a bit of context, a lot of teams around the world are focused on delivery. They deliver stuff. Hopefully, they're confirming with customers or end users, the market, or they're looking at data in some shape or form to see that what they're doing is making a difference and maybe pivoting if they're on the wrong track and really trying to make sure that we're delivering value. I have to confess, I was very much one of those delivery folks for a long time. And I was very happy when we delivered the piece of work and okay, we did check in and so on, but we weren't really that serious about how we checked in. Did we actually make a difference? Did we actually make things worse? What I love about discovery is with discovery, if you have an idea and you're not really sure if it's gonna fly, why would you spend a whole whack of money building it? Surely there's something we can do to figure out if we're on the right track. Can we build up some evidence that we're on the right track? And Gif Constable came up with a truth curve a number of years ago. He wrote a blog post by that name. And on the truth curve, on the horizontal axis, you've got the level of effort put into making something real. And in the vertical axis, you'd have the believability of the information. How much evidence do we have that we're on the right track? If you like, on the right-hand side of the vertical axis, we're building up evidence, starting with maybe talking to customers, maybe just having customer interviews, maybe doing some low-fidelity prototypes, maybe doing some higher-fidelity prototypes. You might have heard of the movie Wizard of Oz movie from the 1940s, and there was a little dog called Poncho, I think, who pulled the curtain back towards the end of the movie. They all thought they were looking at a wizard on the screen, but actually they discovered he was fake that there was some kind of crazy professor kind of guy who was pulling levers, actually making the, the fake wizards appear real on the screen. And so sometimes it's a good idea to do a Wizard of Oz experiment. I believe Zappos did that when the founder of Zappos wanted to figure out if people would buy shoes online. 
I believe what he did was he put together some kind of website solution, but he didn't have the full supply chain. He didn't have the, the full end-to-end system even. What he did have was he had photographs of the shoes from these various luxury shops where women buy fabulous high heels and so on. He put them onto his website with permission. And when people ordered those shoes, he went down to the store, bought the shoes, packed them up in Zappos labeling, I guess sent it off by FedEx or something like that. And he was just proving that people would buy shoes online. So he didn't have to do the fully fledged end-to-end concept of cash. He, he basically just did a little piece of that and used a lot of manual processes just to figure out because he could have developed a really fantastic fully fledged solution and then understood that maybe people wouldn't buy shoes online. So that was that's a fairly famous experiment. I hope I did a decent job of telling that. There's a land, landing page experiments, which really kind of irritate me, if I'm honest. My banking app, and they say, oh, you, you can try this, try this new feature. And I click in the, on the link, and it says, so now you have to ring this number. It's not available yet. But the bank got some information that maybe I would click on that, and that I might be semi-interested. And there's all sorts of different types of experiments. And so lower cost, higher cost. And so along the true curve, typically what we would expect is roughly around the 45 degree line, not exactly. You'd expect uh, that as you put more effort into figuring out if you're on the right track, I guess, you should be acquiring some more evidence that you are on the right track. And when I do this exercise with people, typically after a Scrum with UX workshop, and I ask them to put a, put an X marks the spot and how much evidence do they have, a lot of the time they would have just, they would have delivered the whole thing, the full-fledged solution without any experiments. And their X marks the spot was way below the line that you would have expected. So they had no evidence really that this was going to be valuable to customers and end users. And so that's kind of sad really. So what I love about Lean UX is you got this Lean UX canvas. And it starts with the business problem. What's the problem that we're trying to solve? And then box two is more or less, if we solve that problem, what kind of measures would tell us that we're actually on the right track? Then they've got this concept of proto-personas, which are not prototypes of personas. And they're not even like fully fledged, like marketing personas. They're like our best guess of the personas who might use this particular idea if we solve this problem. So we guess we have a best effort and we run some experiments later on to figure out if these are the right the right proto personas. And then having guessed those, we would then look at okay, for Sally and for John and for Matthew, what are the needs and wants that they have? And how can we how could we potentially meet their wants and needs? And only then box five of eight of in UX canvas do you talk about solutions some potential solutions that might help sally or matthew or john to deal with their wants and their needs then there's boxes six seven and eight which are focused on the hypotheses and experiments essentially what's the most risky assumption that we have in the entire Lean UX canvas. A lot of people say it's the proto personas that we might have the wrong proto personas that are, are that we have the right proto personas but actually we're fixing the wrong problem. So one of the Scrum UX workshops I had in December, the students of the class had a bit of a giggle and they said they thought that I was kind of a fast driver and that I broke, broke all the speed limits and I had a radar box in my car to detect radar guns from the police and so on. So they went, they went through the whole course like that and they said, can we just have a little chat after the course? And I said, I want you to interview me. 
interview me as the proto persona who was in the class and when they interviewed me they found out that i wasn't like that actually i stay within the speed limits i used to be like that maybe 15 years ago when i drove a bmw but these days i live in the uk there's cameras everywhere it's not worth the effort just stay within the speed limit and so it has actually changed my habits i'm now fairly careful driver i would say so they got a bit of a shock you know they went through the whole thing thinking about solutions for john but actually they had the right persona but they had the wrong problem and actually it was actually the wrong persona because they discovered that i wouldn't have bought their solution any in the first place so that's kind of interesting but often i find the most risky assumption on the linear as canvas is not the proto persona but actually the problem is it actually a problem that people want to solve and even if they do are they willing to pay for it and how much are they willing to pay for it they might want it but they they might want it to be free and so then you talk about what's the earliest thing that we can learn and the last box box a which is really nice for me is what can we do in 30 minutes what could we do in a day what could we do in a week a month a lot of people say oh we could do a survey i said we can't do a survey in half an hour you might be able to send the survey but you have to design it you have to make sure it's statistically valid and all these things it could take you a week could even take you a couple of weeks to put together a survey and they really struggle with it and often the answer is well could we just ring the proto persona ring people recruit people who fit those proto personas and see just run some interviews basically and there's a there's a skill in doing interviews as well and ux people are really good at that and no leading questions and all this kind of thing So the point is that when you have lean UX you can do all this discovery and it's really really good. But then how do you mix that discovery work with with uh, delivery work? So Scrum has a rhythm it's got a heartbeat so lean UX has sense and respond. Scrum has inspect and adapt and is following the three pillars of a transparency, inspection, adaptation. Scrum is about cross-functional teams. Lean UX is about cross-functional collaboration not necessarily teams but maybe across teams of teams or people who aren't even in teams. And so what do you do then to try and get dual track agile as Jeff Patton would have put it to work really well without it being kind of like discovery first and then delivery second. How, how can we kind of get it to kind of interweave so that there's a good flow there. And so product backlog refinement tends to be a good place for UX practitioners and non-UX practitioners on the on the team to work together to do some discovery and save part of the agenda for discovery and maybe even design some experiments in there maybe get some agreement for the non-UXers on the team to maybe attend customer interviews even just to take notes and stuff like that and so when you do this it lifts the transparency on the scrum team and so the non uxers get to appreciate more what the uxers do instead of thinking they just do widgets they realize oh they do ethnographic studies they do all sorts of prototyping they do there's a skill to preparing for customer interviews there's a skill to actually recruiting people to master personas there's a skill to getting feedback that isn't kind of leading the audience so to speak so product backlog refinement becomes the nerve center if you like and the uxers coach or teach or mentor or a combination of those all things ux to willing volunteers on the rest of the scrum team we wouldn't want to inflict if you don't want to be doing ux don't do it but there might be some willing volunteers there and so what i love what i really love about com- combining scrum with lean ux is it deals with that flaw that i perceive is in the lean startup because when i ask people when they use lean startup when they 
validate their hypothesis when they've confirmed that they're on the right track and they build up more and more evidence and they haven't turned on the quality switch, that quality switch comes for free with Scrum because we've got a definition of done. So once we got past our prototyping and all that kind of business, if we know we want to nail this, we want to just deliver this, we've got lots of evidence now that we should just go ahead and build this thing. But then Scrum is a definition of done, and so we don't need to worry about quality being sacrificed. And that, for me, is the real, that's the real beauty about Scrum at UX. I did another episode where I talked about how might you have a Kanban board that visualize UX and non-UX work. And so I went through some of those options on another episode. I'm not going to cover that today. This is about Scrum with UX. And uh, I hope you maybe have a look at it. Check out the Lean UX book, check out the Scrum guide, and maybe look at some courses in your area. That's a really cool course. It's not just for UX folks. It's actually for UXers and non-UXers alike. I get a lot of designers coming to the workshops. I get developers coming, agile coaches and so on, but there's probably more UXers coming than non-UXers. And I think it's a pity because those poor people who attend the workshop, they they discover they have to kind of trans transfer that information from the training workshop to the non-UXers and it doesn't quite work that way. You don't just kind of hand something. They need to experience it over a couple of days. So check it out. And if you don't have budget for a course, check out the Lean UX Canvas. Jeff Gothelf has a website and all the relevant information is there. Thank you very much for your time and have a lovely rest of your day. Got a question for us? Leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash daily flow forward slash message and we'll feature it as well as provide you with an answer.